a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. If you have an exciting new area to expand your service into, where do you start? That's what we're going to be talking about here with Jonathan West, who is a general manager at Twin Lakes Telephone in Tennessee. We're here um, for another episode live at the TTA conference in Franklin. Jonathan, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you, Andy, for uh, giving me the opportunity to talk today. Looking forward to it. Great. Well, uh, this is Story Connect, the podcast, episode number 23, I believe. I'm your host, Andy Johns, and we'll just uh, we'll just jump in because uh, Twin Lakes has some exciting things to talk about. Y'all have just recently expanded to Cookville, Tennessee, right, with some of your uh, the fiber. We were talking about a little bit about it yesterday. The, I think the big thing I'd like to talk about was opening the new uh, customer service center there, too. But let's just talk, uh, go back a, a few, uh, it seems like a few years, um, to where you started identifying, hey, this is a potential place where we can go into um, to, to bring our fiber and our other services. How did you identify that? And, and you know, how did this kind of give us the backstory on, on getting to this point? Absolutely. So, you know, a few years ago, uh, Twin Lakes, uh, like a lot of other telephone cooperatives across the country, recognized that, you know, the need for revenue is going to come from a lot of different places. And it may not be those traditional regulated streams through your co-op. Traditional phone service obviously is in decline and and, and sources of uh, revenue from regulatory sources, subsidies of, of different kinds. Those are in decline as well. And, and, you know, some of those things have stabilized a bit, but uh, it never hurts to diversify your opportunity for income. It, it stabilized the cooperative uh, uh, financials and, and we wanted to make sure that that Twin Lakes was successful for many 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 years and and the best way to do that diversify the portfolio, make sure that uh, when one thing lags, there's something else that's leading. And and if you get lucky, lots of things will be leading. So we'll just have to uh, uh, continue to explore opportunities. And one of those uh, was a Sea Lake opportunity. And uh, Cookville made just natural sense for us. It's the largest community in our region. We already had fiber services in and around the area, not directly in the Cookville area, but just south of it and also to the west of it. So it made good logistic sense for us. It wasn't a, it wasn't a big stretch. And with it being the largest uh, community in the area, that made a lot of sense. A business hub, economic hub, there's all the restaurants, all the shops, all the people are doing business there already. So all of our cooperative members fully understood that Cookville is the regional hub. So it made sense to them. It wasn't a big sale. Uh, everyone understood that. And, and just the business environment there. You know, right now we're primarily focused on building uh, a business environment. Now that's probably going to, uh, you know, transform into a residential offering as well. But primarily we're focused on those business opportunities. And when we looked five years ago, uh, recognizing it as the hub, uh, we did market studies. We hired companies to come in and survey various businesses, various residents, community leaders, understanding their needs, uh, the competitive landscape, and, and what they thought of Twin Lakes. And so that's kind of where we started five years ago is just recognizing it as a hub, recognizing the growth is there and the opportunity is there. And we wanted to be focused on business, uh, you know, for financial reasons primarily. And then we started with those market studies just to make sure that our gut tells us to do this, but we need to make sure the numbers back that up. And we wanted a statistically valid sample. So it wasn't calling up 20 people that we knew and saying, hey, what do you think about Twin Lakes? Right. No, we 
We hire a third party. We look at the details. Uh, and again, enough quantity. We, we interviewed almost 800 people. Wow. So, um, and that's a lot of different ways, mostly over the phone, but some of it was mail surveys as well. So that was kind of the start five years ago is making sure we were headed in the right direction. Well, what did you find five years ago? Did they know? It's always interesting to me how it seems like right outside the service area, nobody knows about you know the, the next phone company over. Did folks know about Twin Lakes? And how have you gone in the five years of getting them to know what is Twin Lakes? Who is Twin Lakes? So they did know us. They, they knew us a little bit more than maybe we thought they would, okay. but not as much as we would hope. Sure. You know, so there's right. a fine line there, I guess. But, uh, but, but yeah, they knew about Twin Lakes, but not enough to make a lot of business decisions. And, and there was a bit of a stereotype that we were the rural, small telephone cooperative. Sure. And so, so there was a little bit of a trust factor because they knew the name. A lot of the people in the Cookville community came from the smaller rural areas outside of Cookville, uh, built their business in Cookville where, where the economic hub was. So, so there were people that were familiar with us, but they really knew us from 20 years ago okay. where they knew of a, a small rural telephone cooperative. So that was our biggest challenge. We, we were pleased that they were aware of us, but we recognized from those uh, initial interviews we're going to have to overcome some, some stereotypes that definitely we, we feel like we have overcome the reality but it doesn't matter. The, the customer's perception is the only reality that matters. Right, so. right. How have y'all worked on that? I know that you had talked about yesterday all the different groups that you, you know, had gone to the lunches, kind of put in your time with all the different groups. How have y'all gone about combating that stereotype? Well, we started at Twin Lakes internally. We talked with all the employees, the whole team, making sure everyone understands that, that, that this is not a Jonathan's going to go to a luncheon and magically transform what everyone thinks about Twin Lakes. That's nothing right. in the grand scheme of things. It's, it's all about a change in logo. We changed our name, uh, the Doing Business As, from Twin Lakes Telephone Cooperative Corporation, which was kind of long and, and a little windy, and we, mm -hmm. we got that parsed down to just Twin Lakes. We redid the logo. Um, we did a uniform program and some dress code changes and some, you know, just the, the perception uh, of a little more professional nature, sure. uh, along with our services. So, you know, we we took a lot of a lot of different approaches on how to do this. Whether it just be visually, and then some training and some product and more fiber. And so, technically, uh, training personnel, and then like you said, last but not least is the involvement. So we recognize that just doing those things alone won't transform uh, the perception of potential customers. But those things, along with telling the story, going to these events, sponsoring this, sponsoring that, sponsoring it to the level that you get to speak and tell people about what you're doing, why you're doing it, how fiber plays a vital role. And we're here to help fiber build your community and Twin Lakes is the partner to get you there. So that's been going on now for almost five years. We've been working on working with the chamber, working with events, working with the city, the county, and awareness. Tennessee Tech University is in Cookville as well, so right. I've been working with them. And so just any group that we felt like uh, had the attention of the community where we could get the most bang for our buck, sure. uh, we invested there. And we're continuing that investment 
most recently with the opening of the office. Sure. Now, and let's, uh, that was a good transition there, just like you've been doing podcasting all your life. But uh, <laughs> now the uh, the next thing I was going to talk about is that uh, that center. Uh, the ribbon cutting was what, just last just week, last I think week. you said? Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the goal with that and, and kind of what you've done, being able to kind of start from scratch on opening something there new instead of, you know, a building that's been around for a long time, um, you know, that's, that's been your building anyway. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all went into a, a new space or, or what, but just kind of talk, talk us through opening that up. Well, we actually uh, ended up purchasing uh, a former bank building. So okay. it, w- it was a bank in a previous life. We mm-hmm. bought it. We felt like it got a really good deal. Our goal, uh, it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, let's do that. We actually did a little study. We looked at uh, traffic I, patterns. I see a theme here. There's some <laughs> well, research goes well, into it before you just make these decisions. Yeah. Well, engineering background for me. I, I like the numbers. Sure. I like to be able to uh, validate my assumptions and make sure we're headed down the right path. So, so we did, looked at some traffic studies. Uh, we looked at... Uh, where the business hub, where the business center was, and we were identifying some properties throughout the throughout the city. And, and at the end of the day, it just came down to this one made the most sense. It's on the most heavily traveled road Great. in the city. Uh, it's adjoined by multiple banks already, and so it's kind of, it's across from Kroger. You know, not that it couldn't be across from other sure. uh, hub, but there, there's a lot of activity in yeah. that general area. The bank came available because of acquisition, and they made some changes. Uh, to where they needed to be, and they kept another location and closed this one. But uh, the other one was just a little bit newer, and this one needed a facelift. So we were really wanting to transform it. That was our goal. We sat down with the architect and the interior designer the first time, and our team, uh, we, we worked so diligently. And, and not me, but as much as the team. They, they, they grabbed the vision of we want to transform this, and we want everyone in the community to think this is a new building, you're walking into a place that's not the old bank building, right. but it's the Twin Lakes building. Hmm. And uh, we really feel like we accomplished that over a period of time. But, uh, you know, the opening of that facility was part of that transformation. And I thought a lot of people from the very beginning, especially being focused on business services, we didn't necessarily have to have a physical building in order to deliver our services. True. You, you don't. True. We go visit those. We have outside salespeople that sit down with those business uh, owners and, and those that represent their IT needs. And we talk to them at their premise. But at the end of the day, when we were talking to a lot of them, we didn't get that sense necessarily that they didn't see us as a long-term solution. But we know by buying a building, not just leasing just a strip mall location in some cases or other things, but, but by having that physical presence, our logo on it, signage on two of the busiest streets in the, in the town, we knew that when we sat down with those business owners, we could say, we're here to stay. This, this buying of this building, this renovating it, this putting the resources into this facility, um, in and of itself is not going to deliver you a better technical service. Right. But you know where we are. We're here to stay. We're part of the community. We're in the busiest section. Here we are. Uh, it's not a fly-by-night. We're not leaving next week. You know, we're, we're here to stay for another 65 years, just like the co-op has. Right, that you'll be there tomorrow for them, too. So. Right. What are some things, because it sounds like it was very well-researched and has gone very smoothly. Are there some things, some advice, some things you've learned along the way you didn't expect, some things maybe didn't go the right way that you would give to folks uh, in similar shoes to what you were in five years ago who are looking at another area, possibly expanding? 
Are there some lessons you've learned along the way that, that people may not anticipate? If uh, You've made it sound easy, I guess is what I'm saying, and I'm well, sure it wasn't. No, it's, it's not easy. And if I made it sound that way, I, I may have misdirected the audience. But uh, there's absolutely some, some things to watch out for, and we were right in the middle of some of those. Uh, you know, every project takes longer than you anticipate. Sure. You know, the, the bidding process, weather plays a factor, bidding plays a factor, uh, permitting, you know, in certain cities, you know, a lot of the places that we currently serve are so small, the permitting process is, hey, run down there and talk to Joe and make right. sure everything's okay. And, right. You know, so it's, it's a little more laid back. When you move into some of those bigger markets that you may not be accustomed to, there's a lot of things to do, which can be a great opportunity for you to get to meet those people and to know those people and they can help you later. So, you know, don't take any of those setbacks as negatives. Um, I know we talked about this a little bit. We initially intended to open the office about 120 days sooner than we did. Uh, some of the construction delays caused us to delay also the opening. When I say construction delays, I'm referring to the fiber build out uh, okay. from a plant perspective. So it took a little bit longer to build it and get it cut over than we thought. And our whole goal there was we really didn't want the office up and running and having that ribbon cutting and grand opening if all the services weren't available. Because uh, we've dealt with that. We've been telling business leaders we're coming for three years. And that was a mistake. I mean, on our part, it was a buildup of anticipation, but I wish we could have accomplished that a little bit sooner. Delivered a little sooner. Yes. And so that's the reason we didn't open the office any sooner. We probably could have, but the reality is until we're actually ready to deliver the service, you know, a customer walks through that door in that business office and they say, hey, I love you guys. I'm wanting to sign up and my address is so-and-so. Can you have me hooked up in three to five days? Well, no, we're not hardly ready with our construction. The fiber's not there. You don't know when that customer's going to come back or if they're going to come back. So we just wanted to make sure the day that ribbon's cut, the day that grand opening is happening, that we're ready to say yes. And so we have a big 65-inch TV on the wall that has a map of the entire city. We've got all the, actually, the foundations mapped of every business in the community. We have those foundations all green if they're ready to go, yellow if they're not hardly ready. But we wanted that map to be 90% green. That's and a great it idea. Is. And it's right there on the wall. They can see it and uh, and say, yeah, that's that's my business, and that's exactly how my floor plan looks. And yeah. we're ready to go. That's so. a great idea. That's a great idea. Was there anything else you need to add? We're, uh, we're running about the time we usually go. Anything else that I haven't asked you that I need to or anything else you'd like to share with folks about uh, moving into Cookville? Uh, you know, I, I just want to say thank you to the team that helped put it together, the team at Twin Lakes. Uh, I always want to give that uh, credit where credit is sure. due. They worked diligently to get this done. Uh, and I also want to just share with the audience, if there's ever anything that, the, that you know people can come up, feel free to ask me and I'll share what we did right, what we did wrong, because there was a little bit of both. And, but I'd also love to hear those stories from others. I think sharing that information with, uh, with peers is, is vital to our success going forward. And it's a two-way street, so I look forward to, to learning from others. You've been listening to a great approach to a very forward-thinking idea um, with uh, Jonathan West, the general manager at Twin Lakes in Tennessee. I'm your host, Andy Johns. Thank you for listening to this episode of Story Connect, the podcast. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.